I know you saw the title of this episode, and you're thinking, is he really going to tell us a knock-knock joke? Well, you're in luck, because I am. Here it goes. Knock-knock. Who's there? Orange. Orange who? Aren't you glad you heard a knock-knock joke today? Huh? That's pretty good, right? Let's try this one. Knock-knock. Who's there? Candace. Candace who? Can this joke get any worse? Corny, right? Ah, I had to do it. So, let's turn now to the book of Revelation. Look at Revelation chapter 3 and verse 20. See if we can make all this tie in together. Revelation chapter 3 verse 20. The words of Jesus here say, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man or anyone hears my voice and open the door, I will come into him and sup with him and he with me. First of all, what is this knocking that we're talking about? Jesus is knocking. He stands at the door. He's not talking about like of our house or apartment. He's talking about the door of your heart. And this knocking comes in many forms. The knocking that could be like an emptiness that you feel inside and you know you need something. It can manifest itself as loneliness, helpless, unloved, unsatisfied, lost. All that, I believe, is the knocking that you hear on your heart and just like if someone should knock on your door right now you won't know who it is all you hear is the knocking and in the world that we live in today there's so many distractions there's so much noise to really distract us away from that knocking we have TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and video games and TV shows. Um, I mean, so many other things that you can do with your time that can drown out that knock. What the world does, it draws us away from our inner life to just disguise what our really, what our real needs are, their inner needs. But the world, it just produces more stuff to draw us out to see more things, to do more things, to hear more things. But the smart thing that we should all do is look on the inside. How are you feeling? What is this what are what are all these things doing to you? They're not bringing satisfaction. You got the new iPhone. Wow. That won't last long. Now what? You get a new car. Oh wow. It's great. The joy didn't last long. What else can you get? What else can you do? Maybe you can go to France. Well, the problem with traveling is that no matter where you go, there you are. You and your problems. You just transported them to another com- uh, another continent. That's not going to find. That's not the way you find satisfaction. And there is that knock. But once again, the world, the flesh, the devil wants to keep you distracted, so that you'll never fully 
understand what it is that you're missing and that what you're missing cannot be replaced through physical means, through what you acquire. The Bible says a man's life does not consist of an abundance of things. Things aren't going to help you. The person, places, and things of this life will not satisfy you. It's been said that we have a God-shaped hole in our in our heart. It's like a, it's like a missing puzzle piece, and you're not gonna have a complete life without God in there. And the sad part is that people can go through their whole lives knowing that they need something, but never turn into Jesus. It seems like people just get to a point in life when they just kind of give up. Where it's like, well, this is just how all things are. As you get older, just sitting around, basically waiting to die. But it doesn't have to be that way. You see, because everybody has heard this knock. But not everyone is taking the appropriate action. Because I think you can first ignore it. Just, just the way life is. I, I feel empty. Everybody feels empty. So what? Deal with it. But Jesus says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man, if anyone hears his voice, his voice, what is he saying? Jesus is saying that he can give you peace, peace that passes all understanding. Give you rest, rest for your souls. You're not stressed out. You give you, he'll give you purpose and meaning to your life. And most importantly, he can give you life eternal. And that's what he wants to give everyone. Jesus is saying, I will give you rest for your souls. I'll give you even eternal life. Give you peace that passes understanding. These are the things that Jesus wants to give to everyone. But we have to open up to him. If we hear his voice and open up to him, he'll come in. But unfortunately, there are a lot of other voices out there, a lot of distractions that can get us off track when coming to Jesus. There's a lot of other religions that are out there promising various things. But when those other religions and those other belief systems does not bring the satisfaction that Jesus is promising, there's still a time and opportunity to come to Jesus. So if you or somebody that you know is into another religion, tell them to come to Christ. He will give them what they're looking for. That Jesus will provide the things that other other religions can only promise. God delivers. It says in the Gospel of John chapter chapter 1 verse 12 that as many as receive him, to them he gave the power to become the sons or the children of God, to them that believe on his name. So it's a matter of opening up to Jesus and receiving him, not another philosophy. You have to, we have to receive him, and that's when he'll come in. He doesn't kick the door down. He is invited by our hearts to come in. And what we do is receive him happily, willingly, 
it goes on to say in Revelation 3.20 that if anyone or any man hears his voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. And that sup with him, it's almost like, it's like saying I will dine with him. And this culture, it was, it's not a fast food culture. We just drive through, grab your burger and leave. To sup with someone was to sit down and take time and conversate and, you know, get to know one another and, you know, and talk and find out what's on each other's mind. It was really a social thing. So maybe to put it differently, God wants to socialize with us. He wants to hang out with us. He wants to live within us. It says in the gospel of John chapter 14, verse 23, Jesus said unto them, if any man love me, he will keep my words and my father will love him and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. That word abode is dwelling place. In other words, God wants to live within us. It also says in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit that we get from God. So all this is to say that God wants to live within us, that we don't have to go somewhere to visit God. God's not sitting in church waiting for you to show up every Sunday. God is with us every day, all day, dwelling with us. So what we're talking about is God, God Almighty, living within us. Not as a silent partner, but as a living reality that's going to teach us and guide us. And we're going to grow in our knowledge of God and our relationship is going to deepen. And we're going to experience our love and his love for us. More than just a Big Bang Theory this is a big bang reality because God living within you is a big deal. Okay, one more verse. Let's look also now at the book of Matthew chapter 7 and verse 24. Jesus is speaking here saying, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock and the rains descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell not for it was founded upon a rock. Verse 26 it says and everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doesn't do them Said we liken unto a foolish man, a foolish person, which built his house upon the sand, and the rains descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. You see, because everyone's heard that knock, and those that have heard his voice must open to him, open to Jesus and receive him and let him come into you and let him live with you and socialize, I like to put it, with you to abide, as the Bible says, to live within you and that relationship will, will be a teacher 
and a guide to navigate all the things that can come against you in this life. The Bible, which I read, talked about how the storms of life, the winds and the flood, these things will happen to you. These things happen to everybody. But you, you're, you're built upon a rock. Your foundation is Jesus Christ. And you're not going to fall in any way when your faith is in Jesus. People turn to drugs. People turn to suicide. People just come to accept being lonely. But you don't have to have that. You don't have to be that. You don't have to do that. Because Jesus is our source. The Bible says in John chapter 14 verse 6 that Jesus is the way. He is the way. The truth and the life. And no one can get to God except through him. But notice Jesus said. John 14 6. Jesus is saying I am the way. Not one of many ways. So if we don't go the way of Jesus. There's no other way to go. You see, some people think they can get away with living a life without Jesus. But in time, it could be 50, 60, 70, 90 years. In time, that house is going to fall. And then they're left with nothing. But if you built your house on the rock, on Christ, no matter what happens to you, your house will not fall. Um, in, and in the end, you will be standing with Jesus on your side forever in eternity. And that's what we're looking for. And that is the promise that Jesus, Jesus has given to all of us. It's the promise of eternal life. So if you haven't accepted, accept Jesus. Receive him into your heart and live a brand new life. Jesus name. Amen.